2: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Page to Stage,
1: a conversation with theater makers.
2: We're your hosts.
1: That's Brian.
2: And that's Mary.
1: Join us as we focus the spotlight back on the theater maker to uncover their process.
2: We speak with folks in the industry that often aren't heard from,
1: such as stage managers, producers, crew members, marketing professionals,
2: and everything in between. We hope you enjoy this episode.
0: Hi, my name is Devin Buchanan. Um, I go by Devin Sparkles uh, as my like work name, um, and I do dressing. I decorate dressing rooms on Broadway.
2: Welcome to Page the Stage. I'm so excited to have you today. When Mary Ellie sent me your your Instagram, I just immediately said we need to try and get him on the podcast because it's just such a cool thing that you do, and I'm so excited to get into your process a little more in depth.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I feel. Um, this is a this is a grounding experience. I feel a little out of body while I'm doing it. I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this. I can't believe I get to like make nice backstage in these historic theaters. What was your background before starting to do this avenue of
2: design? Were you an interior designer? Did you go to school for that set dressing?
0: Um, I didn't. Um, I have a background. Dance was my first love. Um, I grew up a musical theater kid. Um, I went to a uh, performing arts high school and um was on a fast track to go to performing arts college and then broadway chorus boy like let's go um after high school i didn't go to school i went to orlando and i still was dancing i worked at disney which was until recently the coolest job i've had um and after disney i made my way to new york and then like a lot of performers i just had a myriad of different jobs from nannying and soul cycle and the bits uh so I found myself doing like production work. At first, I just was like a set PA, and then I worked my way up a little bit. Um, and I found that I wanted to be in like the art department world. Um, so for the last like eight years, I've been doing like production set work, like set dressing, um, some cool stuff, some not, some just like, you know, commercials and nothing like ooh and ah. Um, but last year, I got to do like a, a Netflix set, um, like a comedy special that was really cool. Uh, But now with COVID protocols and stuff like that, 17 hours on set with the masks and the, it just was like, this isn't really what I want to do. Like, this is cool, this is fun, but like something felt like I was still missing. Um, And then I had a friend that just was like DM'd me and was like, I'll backtrack a little bit. I am really OCD. My house is like, has always been kind of staged. I've always been super into like making home and all of my apartments. So I kind of always had like that like homebody aspect of like making nice at home. I pretend that I'm Martha Stewart in my head. In addition to having like this production work I was doing, I was like maybe I want to get into interior design. Like that seems like a cool world. It's also seemed like a little unattainable for someone that didn't go to school for it. It does feel like a rich person's need to have like a, an interior designer come in to like decorate your nursery, like. For me, I mean, I grew up in North Carolina. We didn't have a budget for an interior designer. That wasn't a roster of help we were hiring at the house. So I started um, mentoring with a designer, um, Mike Harrison. He now does like nomadic design where he like lives in the space while he's decorating it and travels the world. It's super cool. He hasn't paid rent in like two years. Um, and he's like living in it and doing it. Uh, but before that, he used to do exactly this, like Broadway dressing rooms. He's done the greats. He did Ashley Park and Patty Lapone and he's done Sarah Bareilles and Josh Grove. Like his list goes on and on and on. Um, and I started working with him pre-pandemic and then through the pandemic, just doing like small apartment stuff, nothing on Broadway, um, but small turnkey designs in like studio apartments and stuff around New York. Um,
1: and how did you get connected with him?
0: I was drunk and I dm'd him. Amazing. I love those stories. I just was like, you know what? And I was like, hi, my name is Devin. And I really like your work. And I have a background in theater. And I really like admire what you do. And he literally was like, great. I could use help this date this time. And for the first like, like 10 times working with him. I It was like normal assistant work, which I was prepared for, but it was a lot of breaking down of cardboard boxes and a lot of like, bring this up, bring this down. And he'd send me off shopping, but it was, it was, I was learning. I was watching him and I was studying him, I was absorbing like a sponge. Um, and he would invite me to like housing works, like design events and networking people. Like he really was the butterfly. I give him all my flowers. He is the butterfly effect that like has helped me get into this. He got a phone call asking to do Billy Crystal's dressing room. He was working actually in London at the time. So he wasn't even in the city and he said, no, I can't do it. But my assistant probably wants to do it. And yeah, I did. So my very first dressing room was uh, Mr. Saturday Night for Billy Crystal earlier this year.
1: Okay. Yeah. That was one of my questions actually. So since we're on that, do you mind maybe like walking us through what that experience was like? I mean, since that was your first one. Your mentor was overseas but i'm sure still looks accessible as needed but what was that experience <laughs> like getting to know like billy and all that stuff
0: um it is so it's pretty it's different show to show i didn't get to work with billy um i worked through a producer which that was the actually the biggest challenge because they're like billy billy you know obviously billy's an american icon like i knew who he was i was so excited but also like he's a, like an old white guy and that's literally what they're like his They're like, what's his style? Like, what's his aesthetic like? Does he like this? And they're like, "Um, he's just like a dude. Like, I don't know, just like make it nice. Like he wants a bed. Uh, He wants a nice bed. Uh, So I didn't really know where to go with it. So let's break it down like
2: for the full process. So the producers call you. You have a meeting with them. Do you get to see the space first or are you just given pictures?
0: Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I see the room the day of the install. And I'm like, oh, it's smaller than I thought, or it's much larger than I thought. And I don't have enough stuff. But for for the first one, I did get a walkthrough. I took my pictures. I felt like I had my like fake it till you make it hat on. I had my like questions, my measuring tape, my sketchbook. I was like, let's go. What about this wall? What about this? What do you need here? Like, what's his ass? Like, I felt like I was prepared. And then I got home. I was like, how do I do that?
2: Um, Are you walking in there alone, or do you have an assistant helping you?
0: I was alone. It was me, the producer, and the company manager. And then because I'm non-union, there's also, like, the head of house props. Because I – it's also a thing I've learned about this. I can't physically do anything in the room because I'm non-union.
2: Oh, so it –
0: it extends beyond the stage in the theater. It extends to the backstage, backstage area. And the, prop, the prop house is in charge of, like, hanging a shelf or building the Ikea bench. Or, like, I can do some stuff, like, fluffing the pillows and, you know, zhuzhing, general zhuzhing, Uh, But, like, hanging a curtain rod or, like, hanging a light sconce. Like, that all has to be done by the in-house people. Which, Mike... Mike Harrison, like, warned me of and taught me beforehand. He was like, which I'm so grateful for because I, like, my naive ass would have just been like, go into town and like ruined a reputation that I didn't even have yet. And they were like, who's this kid that they let in here? Like, so I knew, like, bring your painter's tape because you're going to want to mark on the wall, like, where things go and like, make sure you're not, like, it's, because I am a doer and a hands body person, like that's kind of a challenge. And I do feel like a diva. I'm just like, like that, that goes there. (laughs) You just, you know, like a little this way. Um, So is, is there the potential to join a union? There is. um, I think for right now, I'm kind of in a good wave of it because I'm able to like jump from show to show quickly. Um, I work for my, you know, I'm, they're outsourcing to me so I can name my own price. Um, I do my own shopping. So I think I'd have to go through a lot more hoops, which is has its own benefits. But I think for, I just set this past Saturday, celebrated one year of Devon Sparkle's design. So I think for the first year, I'm just going to let that, I'm, I'm not sure yet maybe, that's maybe. Fine.
1: fair totally fair no i just wasn't sure if that was like even an option
0: i know i do feel like a little hgtv diva where there, she's like so i installed this kitchen and I'm like no you didn't <laughs> there are a team of people behind you um but that's now me I'm like posting all these photos i'm like look at my room i'm like i wasn't allowed to touch any of this
1: wait but now i kind of want an hd oh my god I can't even say yeah. hgtv series on this
0: i do too I mean, I get three hours in the room
2: and it's so, yeah, from a timeline perspective, when you brought onto the, into the conversation, when are you actually looking at it, designing it? How much time do you have? And then when is it actually being done? Is it during the load in process? Cause I would imagine that's such a crazy time at the theater.
0: Ideally it's like right around load in time so that they're already moving stuff in. They schedule like with their production schedule, when they can spare bodies, when it's not like a big build day, um, maybe it's like a light delivery day or, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, and I did Billy Crystals and I did Beanie Feldsteins for Funny Girl. Um, it was right, it was all before the show opened, which gave me more time and then more like flexibility of when I can get in and like not, and you know, frustrate their, what they actually have to do of putting on this show, not worrying about... The it's really the like cherry on the icing the fact that they these dressing rooms that are only seen by the actors and like the back of stage uh, Back of house people get to see that So i'm low on their list and I really get that and it's I think it's humbling to know my place on I'm not like what do you mean? I can't deliver my couch today I'm like we're building benches like for the set
2: um, Now in the case but- of leah michelle, I mean she was a replacement jumping in after beanie so in her case the show's happening.
0: When are you that going one was in? Hard. Uh, we painted. I didn't get to, I, thankfully, because I already knew the room. I didn't need to like do a walkthrough. I was like, I got it. Um, which was ni- nice with Leah is she had picked her paint color for the wall because the theater paints it, um, which gave me like a writing prompt almost. So when I did get to talk to her, she was like, Oh, I've already picked this deep ink blue wall. And I was like, great. We're, we're running with that. Like, I'm not buying a blue chair to go with your blue wall. Like, cool. Um, And I did that one. That one was like three weeks. So they knew they were like, she was still in rehearsals, but the install time, like they painted on a Monday, Tuesday, you know, Julie went in and the show was on. And I think she just had like a shitty dressing room for two days. And then I went on a Wednesday right before Leah's like, I actually flew to Hawaii the next day. So I had to get in before her debut. Um, They're like, we can just do it the day before. And I was like, I'm not available after the third. Um, So that one was like a one day, like I shopped for like two weeks, but then I, it was just a three hour install. Recently. So sorry. To date, I've done eight dressing rooms, but I've done five the last three weeks. So my, my skew has been very like, which is mean the turnarounds like I did, I learned that I was doing a dressing room on a Sunday and I installed it on Friday. I learned I was doing a dressing room on a Tuesday and I installed it the next Tuesday. So some of them are now, now that I've kind of gotten my rhythm down a little bit, I understand the rooms, uh, I'm starting to like hoard stuff and keep on stuff. like. Maybe I will keep three floor length mirrors in the basement of my building. Some I will. I buy floor length mirrors for every one of these dressing rooms. So maybe I should just start keeping some of this stuff, which helps me like not have to wait for shipping and stuff like that. So um, it's it really depends. What happens to all of
2: the furniture and mirrors when somebody leaves a show and now their room is being redone or a show closes? So in the case of Beanie, for example, what happened to all the stuff that was in her
0: room? Um, it really is a trickle down effect. Um, she gets first dibs if she wants anything. And then I, you know, I don't know who's next to line of that, but I would, you know, the dressers get asked and the stagehands and the people that work backstage. And then I was asked if there's anything I wanted. And then when I was loading in Leah, they were loading what wasn't wanted onto a truck that gets donated to Housing Works. So it's kind of like, I don't know, as a, any other person who's moving out of their apartment, and they're like, I'm getting rid of everything. I'm going to take it what you can, and what you don't take, it gets donated. Um, so I kept a little piece from the Billy dressing room, just a piece of art, and from the Beanie dressing room. My husband's like, we can't, like, hoard. We live in Brooklyn. We can't, like, keep everything. I'm not like, here's a lamp from Leah to Like, I'm not keeping, like, everything. But I'm trying to keep little totems from the rooms if, 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 it, if they're... Uh, Available and offered to me.
1: I love that, and I love the fact that you were able to do the same dressing room
0: that twice. felt cool. Because it that, was like that,
1: kind of like full circle almost. So how did you get yeah. connected with with Leah? Was it like the was the show recommending you to her? Or was um, it?
0: It's my. Um, what I'm realizing is my 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 best friends are the company managers because they're all friends with each other and they know what the producers are asking. They know what the actors are asking. They know what the budgets are all are, are, are working, which also vary. Um, so the, yeah, the company managers are really like where I'm getting my like, those are my bestie circles. Um, and it was, I knew Beanie was leaving, but it was only rumored to be leaving. It's like end of June. And I was like, I know what that room looks like. And it is lavender purple. And it's a wall full of her family members. So they're probably going to change it. I know they're going to change it. Whoever it is, they're going to change it. So I emailed and was like, hi, thanks for having me. Congrats on the run of the show. <laughs> um, offering my services like, kind of like a little sugary and cheesy, but genuine, I was just like offering my services. And then I didn't hear anything for like 13 weeks had gone by and I was sitting in the barber and I got an email from the company manager it was like, Hey Devin, as you've no doubtably heard, Leah's is taking over, uh, and I like started shaking in the barber chair. The guy was like, "Hey man, you all right?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." Just like, because I, I had only done two, and it at this point August, and I was like, "That was cute." I did what's cooler than doing one Broadway dressing room? Doing two. What's cooler than doing two? Doing nothing all summer long and feeling like, "All right, well that was fun." Like I kind of felt like it was just that quick flash. Like I did it, and now now what um and then yeah the company manager asked and i got connected with leah and she couldn't have been nicer and her design was really fun because she wanted this really like moody smoky jazz lounge she even said in an email i want it to look like something barbara would sit in and have a scotch so we had like a record player with vintage records i found for her of like Ella Fitzgerald doing uh, Gershwin hits and original Dreamgirls, of course, and of course a Barbara album. So that one was fun because she let me like play into the role, which not every actor does. Like some actors want it to be their oasis, but like Leah wanted it to be like an extension of Fanny and like Solea Pfeiffer and Almost Famous definitely wanted her dressing room to be like a big extension of Penny. Like she's like, I want to feel like Penny when I'm in the room. So that is Penny Lane's dressing room.
1: What are all the ones you've done recently? Because since I've messaged you on Instagram, I don't even know how long ago this was at this point. You had like three come out like right away.
0: <laughs> uh, drew Galing on Almost Famous on a Thursday. Then I did uh, both dressing rooms at Top Dog for Corey Hawkins and for Yaya um, that Friday. Then the following Friday, I did uh, Saleha Pfeiffer's and Almost Famous. And then the music director in Almost Famous, Brian Perry, also reached out to have his room done. Um, which I'm still kind of in the works in. We're doing a sofa swap. I emailed production today and they're like, um, we're in the thick of it. We have invited dress on Saturday. Can can we do this month?" And they're so nice. They're like, does Monday work for your schedule? And I'm like, I, yeah, like open your broad, your brand new Broadway show, please. I will chill with your couch and come deliver it on another day. So you don't have to get specific with this kind of
2: answer because I'm sure that it's, better to keep things anonymous for some of some of this um but i'm just curious if you are um if you are tuned into the conversations of which actors or in you know in this case a music director uh, which people in the building are going to have their dressing rooms designed by you and how how that yeah just how that goes down and is it ever being paid for by the actor
0: yes um, I think originally that this was like, at least from what I've heard from from Mike is that's how it always, always was for a long time. Like he got into it because he was friends with Leslie and uh, Leslie Odom and uh, Hamilton, like personal friends. And he was like, Hey, I'm about to do this new show. Will you judge my room up for me? And Mike was already doing interior design. And then that just like launched Broadway dressing rooms being done by, by Mike Harrison art um so yes the actors do pay for it themselves that music director is paying for it himself in the case of like top dog underdog there's only two actors two understudies so there's like more room for a budget and it's like obvious like these there's two stars like you know the, the whole show is kind of like it just like makes sense like give them their star dressing rooms um Billy Crystal think the kind of same thing like that was his show. Like they put a gym in the basement of the Newtlander for him. I've never seen anything like it before, like a full on Peloton bike and mirrored walls and everything. Like I didn't
1: not know that.
0: Like, all right, Billy, Mr. Crystal, I see you. Um, uh, and I think it depends, you know, uh, every every like Jane, Jane, uh, Jane Lynch's room was done. It wasn't I don't know who by who, but it definitely like was cute and aesthetic. Um so I think it depends on the actor and if they have a relationship with someone, if they want to put their own money into it. I think some of these seasoned actor vets, like I saw Shoshana Bean's dressing room and it was gorgeous. She did it herself though, because she's done this a few times. She probably knows what she wants in there and how to kind of like make that happen. What I'm realizing is it's definitely a perk from the producers to do for the actors. like we're going to throw a little extra money at this part of it for you. Like, what are your wishes and needs? Like, we'll make, you know, and it definitely comes in at the last, like the hot hour of like, they're not thinking about this and rehearsals or, you know, tech week or anything that they're like opening in two weeks. They're like, Oh, I mean, cause these restaurants, these buildings are old and they're gross and the walls are crooked. Like if you've ever rented a New York city apartment, like that's what Broadway looks like backstage, like all of the money is in the house, but like backstage is like, it's like, gross bath, half bathrooms and like little doo doo showers that you don't want to take a shower in. And like, so I think putting this, again, showing my Southern putting the, the lipstick on, this, on these pig dressing rooms uh, is really helpful I think for, uh, for some of these actors.
1: Because you said you have like a quick turnaround for most projects, most gigs, What does that process look like after you leave like the first tour of, of this, the walkthrough of the space or after you like have had the first conversation? What are your go tos? especially since you're like in New York, you know, and probably ordering things online? Is that like really feasible for a quick turnaround? Or are you like outsourcing or sourcing things like in actual
0: shops? My true my secret sauce. And I don't know if I should say it for my first time, but I'm going to say it anyway. First of all, because also, like, when I first did Billy, sh- like, shipping earlier this year was, like, a nightmare. Like, even Amazon was, like, delayed and everything was late. So I did a lot of Billy's shopping in person, home goods. Uh, his story, he did have a funny story. So he really wanted a – they always, it's always about the sofa. Obviously, it's eight shows a week. You're going to nap. You live at this theater. I get that. He wanted, like, a real, like, pull-out, like, queen mattress, like – what your mom has in the basement for your friend's sleepover, like a big sofa. Now, given the shipment, the time frame and the budget, the only place I could find that that was in stock was an Ikea in Long Island. So I took my Honda CRV and I drove and bought this couch at this Ikea in Long Island. And I was so proud of myself. It was snowing. I got it onto the roof of my car. I tied it all up with the shitty little white twine that they gave you at Ikea. And then this was something that Mike hadn't warned me of that I didn't realize, which is scheduling to go to the theater, like giving crew 24 hour call, if like something's coming in, didn't know that. So I have, I'm standing in the parking lot after the stress of trying to get it loaded on the car by myself, that was its own first panic attack. Now it's on the roof and I call the company manager and I'm like, I'm 45 minutes out, I'm bringing the couch. And he's like, you can't bring the couch. Like now I can't just like tell the guys a couch is coming. And I was like, but it's it's snowing and it's cardboard and like it won't survive the night. Like and this was half my budget. I was like, I was like, it has to come. He was like, all right, we'll figure it out. So I just drove it, drove it into the city. There's a bunch of grumpy old stage men just like standing on the street like, what are you doing? And then I like came out and I was like, look, I'm sorry, this is not ideal. I don't mean to disrespect your time. I'm new to this. And the one guy was like, I'm just surprised you're alive. You drove from Long Island like this. And they snipped it, and they moved it in, and then they bitched about me sending in an IKEA couch to try and squeeze into this tiny dressing room. But when I my that I just that story just like caused so much. It's, I was like shaking driving there. I was like, because it was like moving and winding on top of the thing. I was like, this will never happen again. Putting never happen
1: anything again. on a car. Even a Christmas tree, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's I don't, so stressful. I don't
0: off, like I don't exude the most masculine energy that I can lift a sofa and then like trust myself to secure it to a moving vehicle down the highway. Don't know what I was thinking. but
1: and then snow and then snow on top of that.
0: But my process today is very, um, I walk through, I do ask the actor like what their wish lists are. like kind of how do you want to feel in there? Everyone wants some plants in there. Most people want a bar cart or something to put their snacks and their throat coats and like, you know, storage. And then I always try to give like a, a, a fierce little bougie chair, like actor chair. So I like to like, if I was on Broadway, like I would want to sit in like a chair, like not a, like, a DMV chair, like a chair. Um, I do, so I, I try to get most of my big shopping, like my chairs and my sofas um, from Amazon um, I have spent so much money on Amazon this year. They emailed me and made me a business account, which was great because now I get faster shipping and they're cheaper. I'm really not trying to push like corporate, the man, Amazon, but for my my tiny little business on my Bushwick apartment, it is very helpful. There's like three home goods I like around the city um, for like the smaller stuff, like uh, pillows or throws and stuff like that. Housing works is a great, Um, resource also for like dressing stuff of like frames or cool art because you can get like a huge canvas for like something abstract or funky for not, you know, not what you're going to pay. Like I'm trying to give West down, but pay like goodwill dollars. Um, Like I was installing the Leah dressing room and I was like, every single thing in this dressing room is from Amazon and home goods. And they're like, does she know that? And I was like, no, but that's the point. She's not, but like, it should look more elevated than that. And that's, I think in my to my own horn but that's what I've been able to do is like it doesn't have to be expensive to look expensive is trying is like my new little catchphrase I'm trying to catch on
1: And for our listeners right now we're going to obviously link your Instagram in our show notes but like I really want our listeners to this is such this is a very visual conversation for an audio sure, yeah. platform but I just yeah. need everyone to go look at your Instagram because it's they're stunning and they're all so different right and so i'm curious with like are there any either consistent or very differing um aesthetic like vibes that you get from these actors or the music director um and like how you balance that like obviously i have no in, in interior design experience so like if i had to design something that was opposite or not even close to like my own aesthetic I think I I would have a really hard time trying to, like, kind of be unbiased in a way and, like, go in fully diving into that vibe that's so different from my own. So I'm curious as to, like, how you navigate that.
0: I'm the type of person, like, if you ask me what kind of music I like, I'm like, oh, my God, I love everything. And I know, like, like, oh, shut up. You don't like everything. And no, I don't like everything. But I really do. I grew up in country. I like I love I love musicals. I love rap. I love hip hop, all the pop. I love the dance. Like, I like all the music. And like, that's how I feel about interior design. Like, I like all these different aesthetics. They're not always mine. Like, I'm not going to paint my wall burnt orange. But like, Solea did. And then like, I got to go play in that world of like, I'm not the biggest fan of macrame and like, super boho, you know, anthropology vibes. But that's kind of what we were going for. So I got to like, run down that road as if it were mine, like, well, I would want like a cool Turkish lamp and I would want like lacy lavender. Like, I don't know. I kind of put on like, maybe that's the the former actor in me, but like I put on the little like, how I I would want to feel in that room. Well,
1: it's like you're putting on a character for each room, right? So you're like, it's different persona almost.
0: Leah Michelle's was the most fun because it, I mean, she has four giant black and white prints of Barbara Streisand that are from her personal collection that she handed to me at the stage door. It's like, you can just leave them at the theater. I'll be there in a week. And she was like, no, they're like important. Then I didn't know what I was getting handed. And so then it's me holding like four varying sizes, black and white frames on the subway. Just like, what? like don't drop them obviously. Cause I can't just, like, I can't go to Amazon or Home Goods to replace these. Like these are the nice pieces in the room. <laughs> this is, um, But that one was fun because I knew what the world was like. I obviously was a fan of the show and like obviously a fan of Barbara Streisand. So like that one was cool just to like play in that world of like really amping up the jazzy like kind of vibes and loungy vibes.
2: What I find so interesting to this versus like interior design for my bedroom is just the fact that. It can serve so many different purposes for that person. They need to be able to take a rest in there between shows. They need to be able to get into whatever energy they need before the show. They need to be able to sometimes host if they're having guests. I don't know how much they're doing that now nowadays with COVID backstage.
0: But more, but more like more than when they were. Yeah. You know, obviously, like definitely. And
2: you know, a place to just feel some type of way. So there's so much uh, creativity that goes into it. And it must be fun for the person on the other end. In
1: such a small space, though.
0: I think the small spaces are also another one of my secret sauces. I had like one of the dressing rooms at Top Dog uh, was pretty big. And like as I was like installing, it, was like it wasn't filling as quickly as I wanted. It didn't look as finished as I wanted it to. Um, And we didn't even get to hanging the light fixtures. So I I didn't get to photograph it at the time. Uh, But the bigger, you know, green roomy size dressing rooms, if you will, are a little challenging for me because they're just bigger. Like I thrive a little bit on the tiny spaces. I've lived in New York almost 10 years. I've had this. Hell's Kitchen Studio apartment, I know like, all right, you have to sleep here and then host over there. And then if I want to turn around and brush my teeth and then I want to stand up and I have storage, like, I don't know, it's fun, it's fun to like put on like, also like <laughs> my little mama bear hat of like, well, they're gonna need a robe and they're gonna need slippers and they need a proper trash can and they need storage for their script and script rewrite. So like, I try to think of, cause some of the act, the company managers will offer the actor the money like here's $3000 but they're going to buy like a couch and a TV and not be like well I want a rug and lights or like the you know the zhuzh, the fluffy stuff the kind of like the details I think that make it make it not feel like work make you feel like you're a tiny little apartment at the backstage
2: looking forward to you know new projects and new adventures um are you sticking with more of the broadway? Are you still into doing anything on
0: the you know tv film world? I am not at a place of saying no I'm saying yes to it all as it comes across my way. I've still got great contacts um in the In the art world like in the art tv world Is it a thing um, to
2: kind of direct dress dressing rooms like it like it is on broadway like with trailers?
0: um I've done, I've done like three celebrity interviews where, you know, like, like they're in frame, but behind them, like a cute something, but it's like a blur. I've done a few of those. You've uh, done a like few I, cute I somethings. Two cute <laughs> somethings. I did on, like Andre Leon Talley's interview for, um, uh, Apple TV has a show called deer and they do like deer letters. Um, so I got to do like a set dressing with that one. Um, I did a Billy Porter interview as well under, uh, Jessica Smith, who is a, a actually a Disney friend of mine. We used to dance together back at Disney and now she's like full on art director boss. And so she brings she's brought me on as like an RPA for some of these stuff. Um, so I'm open to those. They're definitely like great experiences. I learn a lot, I meet people. Um, yeah, there's no no's. I'm not like, no, I'll pass. Like I was really overwhelmed doing five dressing rooms in two weeks but that was what was going on. And like, I just ran with it and uh, thankful for my husband who lets me uh, sh- just shove 50 boxes into our apartment and then drives me into midtown. And then just takes, cause that's the other thing I drive my car in. And then I'm like, I want to go do this. I don't want to like worry about the car. So he just drops me off and then just drives the car away. So oh he's gosh. definitely a secret weapon. <laughs> uh, he, he says he needs to be, uh, a W-9 employee for (laughs) Devin Sparkles. But we're not. Hey, no, that might be beneficial tax purposes for yourself. (laughs) That's good. That's That's
2: Mary, do you want to move into our lightning round?
1: Yes, let's do it.
2: Okay, Mary, kick us off.
1: What is one thing in the theater industry that confuses you?
0: Oh, what a great question. I understand a costume change. I understand a trap door. I understand blocking. I understand a belt. I don't understand light and sound.
2: What are three adjectives that describe
0: your ideal working environment? Mm, efficient, uh lighthearted, nothing's that serious. Like I want to get the job done too, but we can have some I'm a little bit of a goofball, so like a light lightheartedness. Um and respect I have I'm very new to this and I've definitely had my normal human insecurities about doing this. Um, but I've just felt very respected and like welcomed um, by every email interaction with the company manager, with the producer, with an actor, be it their first Broadway show or a highly anticipated Broadway debut. Um, everyone's just been so like, nice, which is like weird living in New York, if you know. So, like everybody in the Broadway community, it really is, uh, it's a smaller world than I realize, which everyone says that about, like Hollywood's a small world. I'm like, is it though? And then like, no, I guess, no, it really is. Um, and everyone's just been really respectful which has been really nice.
1: I love that. Um is there something in your process that you find unique to you?
0: I used to think my attention to detail was manic, but I think it's my magic. Manic magic. That's my that's another working hashtag. Um I'm a very visual person, like I can s- tell you a memory, I can see a you know like where's the drawer? Where's the thing? I'm like, open the right drawer. It's under the pad to the left. Like I can like just have that kind of visual brain. So when I'm working in these rooms and planning them, I'm like, oh, there's that little half wall. It's going to need something on it. Or like, oh, there's that like weird corner. I have to work around that. And I can kind of like visually remember that as I'm shopping for the room. Do you have any
2: books, resources, podcasts
0: that you find helpful to you in your process? I definitely like try to keep up of like what's design trendy, uh, like architectural digest. I love my Magnolia home and my HDTV stuff. As far as like getting inspired visually, no. I still like look back at Mike's dressing room photos to see like his designs are a little more fuller. And he like, I think just thought of more details than I have. I try to keep um, a little more of a blank space for the actor's stuff to come in because they have so much, it just grows. Um, but. I have been reading Bethany Frankel's book, Business is Personal. Um, And that has been really helping me as someone that doesn't think of themselves as a business person, but I'm trying to be. Um, And it's a lot about like believing in yourself and like knowing your worth and just kind of going for it. Um, So, and staying true to yourself, which is literally on the cover of the book, which I've tried to like, even in my name, Devin Sparkles. That's been my nickname since I was 12 years old. Like it just seemed fitting to be like, if you, if you, I've had people like, well, someone might not want, like they might read Devin Sparkles design and think that you can only do frilly, like girly, sparkly stuff. They might not work, want to work with you. And I'm like, well, that's fine. Like, then you're probably not my client. If, and if you do go to my Instagram and look like I can do the masculine stuff. Most of my clients have been straight men. In fact, like all of them, but two. So like I I can do the like dude stuff while still wearing my pink and calling myself Devin Sparkles.
1: <laughs> what is uh, one job in the theater industry that you would trade jobs with for one week?
0: Uh, stage manager. I think that is like the power of God, but not just like me stepping in today. Like I want to like c- c- uh, absorb their brain power for the day. I want to like be a stage manager, like not just like I'm I'm calling a show. How funny? No, I want to like know my shit. I want to be a good like that is or i think i'm organized i think i'm like that is like i bow down
2: what is one hobby you have outside of theater and designing
0: rooms i'm a disney adult i i really am um i have my best friend ryan <clears throat> we met at disney she was a dance partner but we were literally dance partners we like met at blocking for high school musical too uh she, she was like, "Hi, Devin. I'm Ryan." And she she was like, "What uh, what role are you?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm surfer dude." And she kind of like made me made a face, and I was like, "Well, what role are you?" She was like, "Cheerleader," and I like made a face because she didn't look like a cheerleader and I didn't look like a surfer dude. And we've been best friends for like 15 years. Um, but me and her, her two cousins are like Disney addicts, so we're going in November. We taught we have we're having a hocus pocus viewing party tomorrow night. Um, so. I'm, I'm one of those nerds.
1: Okay. Our last question for you is what is the last great piece of theater that you've seen?
0: (laughs) This might be silly. Beetlejuice. I saw, I loved it so much. I saw it twice. I'm a little bit nostalgic of these movie musicals, especially because they're like movies. I grew up, I was born in 89. So like, these are all my like early nineties movies that like, I love seeing come to stage. Um, I know there's other opinions on that, but like, I love seeing it. um, And it was just so well done. The costumes, uh, Donny Boswick and like the set design. Like I loved it so much. I was like, we have to go back. It was so cool. And I also liked that it wasn't, it was a little adult. Like there was, look, there was some j- jokes and there were some like, and I liked it. It felt like art. It felt like theater, like New York-y, not just like super, like I love my Disney. I love my Frozen. I love my Aladdin. But like, I like to also have like that kind of grunge and like if it can sneak in and Beetlejuice, like that was really cool.
2: How can our listeners keep up with you on social media? Name all the links.
0: Um, I'm on Instagram at Devin Sparkles Design. um, And I am on TikTok as Devin Sparkles as well. And I do, I've been doing a few um, TikToks where I like go shopping or like, I try to try to remember to take videos during an install to kind of like see the process of like seeing backstage and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, TikTok is actually where I found you. <laughs> you. You popped up on my For You page, so <laughs> that algorithm.
0: That algorithm. Thank you. I feel I feel like uh, I'm learning how to be a cool young kid again on the Tok Talks.
1: Well, I just got <laughs> TikTok, so...
0: I have to go out to Google how to use a green screen I have to Google how to stitch like anytime I want I'm like oh I want to do that and like I can't figure it out I have to like go Google it
1: it's a journey but thank you thank you for this this was this
2: thank was you fun both for having <laughs> you so much. this was so yeah fun. this is this was such a valuable episode for our listeners and so like kind of off the beaten path but something that's like so part of the theater that most people yeah. wouldn't think of so on brand for page to stage so thank you so that much like the off the beaten
0: path a little bit but I'll get you there thank you so much. <laughs>
1: Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Page to Stage. To keep up with us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Page to Stage Podcast.
2: And if you're enjoying these conversations, we would really appreciate it if you could take a couple minutes to rate and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Until next time, that's Brian, that's Mary,
1: we'll see you later.
2: Bye.